Greetings, ghouls. Okay, so to bring it to a weird tangent in a tangent within a tangent. Skewed into this tangent. And now, introducing our hosts, the gruesome twos, Mike and Jeremy. We are Yeah, they're dead. They're all messed up. Welcome to Fans of the Dead. I'm Mike. And I'm Jeremy. How you doing, bro? Pretty good. Holidays are over. Thank God. Thank God. Had some nice time off. It was a good good, uh, good little week and a half stretch. It's weird that you say that. I feel like you said the exact same thing last episode. I might have. Probably. You know, it's like sometimes you just get into like the repetition of every day you know you wake up you go to work you come home take care of the kids you go to bed you know wash rinse repeat it it just gives me that feeling you know it's that feeling you can only say what it is in french deja vu ah you said it again i swear to god we've done this before (laughs) have we done a time travel tangent before not to my knowledge i don't think we have oh my god this is weird if i could Turn back the hands of time. <clears throat> Would you? If you could. Uh, I'd say no. I would definitely say no. I'd be afraid I'd fuck it up. <laughs> I like my life, you know? I feel like if yeah. I went back in time, I'm like, okay, let's play that scratch ticket. or like, Well, then again, you'd have to have the knowledge of the scratch packs. Right. Or the lottery on any given day. I mean, you could go back to you know, a big sporting event that you'd remember, you know, like Super Bowls and stuff like that. And have your Gray's Sports Almanac in tow? Yes. I don't want to spoil anything, but maybe you've already spoiled it. Maybe. We could go back in time and unspoil it. That's fine. So obviously we're talking about time and immediately, obviously think about Back to the Future, not horror, but part two scared the shit out of me when I was a kid. I went back and realized it's probably one of the first movies I ever saw in the theater. Saw it with my mom. Really mad when it ended, saying, to be concluded. I, like, got up and was like, no! I was like, sit down! <laughs> <laughs> well, that's where my little my little sound bite from, uh, from our tangent intro came from when you were, you know, when you said, going from a tangent to a tangent to another tangent, whatever, and I just said, and it skewed! into this tangent i got that from doc brown no shit when he's drawing on the on the chalkboard yeah wow so okay mind blown Uh, let's get into it because we're we're gonna get really nerdy in this episode i feel like there's gonna be math equations they're gonna be paradox explanations is that is that when the earth explodes the paradox Uh, well the paradox is basically just a a contradiction Okay. Well, what, I don't what, know. What, Doc, Doc Brown made it seem like if you saw your future self, like the universe would just cease to exist. He said that the universe would implode on itself. And yes, that's the worst case scenario. And then he's like, or you could just fate, you know, <laughs> kind of what the Jennifers did. But he was talking about one specific paradox. I believe that's the mirror image paradox. When you come in contact with yourself either future or past. Why don't you start it off before I I go on my own tangent? All right. Well, I mean, you talked about math equations. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I'm 
all set with math equations. I'll leave that up to you. I don't like math, but if you got to do it, you got to do it. I hate math, which is funny because I... How do you count your money? I do a shit ton of math, like, every single day. Like, all the shit that, like, I said I would never, ever, ever use, like, from, like, geometry and shit like that, yeah, I now use on a daily basis. How do you not use shapes on a daily basis? No, but, like, figuring out, like, areas of stuff (laughs) and square footage and things like that that I never thought I'd be smart enough to do. if you could turn back the hands of time, you'd you'd spend more attention in math. Probably. Yeah, instead of, like, making those little paper footballs and flinging them at people's heads. (laughs) Dude, every so often my outside sales guy will be like, dude, what fucking math did you use? Like, this is not the math of this universe. Yeah, because everyone's got a calculator in their pocket. Like, shut the fuck up. All right, so I'll start off with my number 10. So I know you said you saw this movie listed and kind of went, eh. Uh, It did not make my 2023 list, but I really enjoy the movie. It's fun. It's it's mostly set in the 80s. I went with Totally Killer from Nanacha Khan. Okay, well, it's what killer? Totally. Yeah. I think you're looking for the word excellent right there. Um, That totally works as well. Okay, that's fine. Yeah, so this stars Kieran and Shipka, Olivia Holt, Charles Gillespie, and Claire from Modern Family. Yes. As the MILF. I mean the mom. Yeah. Uh, so, So basically, there's this Sweet 16 killer that started, you know, his murders from 35 years ago in 1987. 35 years ago, that hurts. Mm, I guess. That hurts me in the feels to know that 1987 was 35 years ago. At least we know that Claire is older than us, and she's still looking great. Yes. Yes, she does. So this Sweet 16 killer ends up showing up, you know, in current times. Jamie, Jamie Hughes, ends up getting basically sucked back into 1987 so then, you know, she ends up meeting up with her mom, who is a fucking bitch. She's not nice. She's not nice. And she just spends a lot of time in 1987 trying to figure out who the Sweet 16 killer is. But anyways, so yeah, it goes back to 1987, trying to solve the co- the case of the Sweet 16 murder. Can't really say too much, because like I said, the movie just came out last year. Awesome soundtrack. Oh, the soundtrack was totally killer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was. I mean, it was fun. It was a fun little slasher. I think people would enjoy it. I think a lot of people did enjoy it. It was a cool movie. Obviously, anytime you go to the 80s, there's a lot of colors. The mask was really cool. Mm -hmm. I think it was a Max Headroom and someone else mixed. Yeah. Some 80s singer, I think. That's why they had the the earring on it. All right, cool. So my number 10. I have a cheat sheet for my notes because I changed the order so many times. Look at that. It goes <laughs> 9, 8, 7, 10, 6 is my new order. So my new number 10, 2021, I brought this up as my New Fears Eve pick, one of my New Fears Eve pick, Last Night in Soho by Edgar Wright and Christy Wilson Cairns. Almost didn't put this on because... Is it really time travel? I mean, she kind of goes to sleep and then she enters the body of someone in the past. But I put it on because, okay, there's a lot of different types of time travel. And I think she's being haunted by the past. 
her own past and like the past of the area that she's living in now. So it counts, okay? Thomason McKenzie is the main character. She starts swapping roles with Anya Taylor Joy, Diana Rigg. I believe this is her last role. Yeah. Rest in power. Matt Smith and Terrence Stamp does an amazing job. Uh, that guy. Matt, Matt Smith is amazing. He is, he is really, he is really too, good. Yeah. Eloise is attending fashion school in London and is seemingly haunted by her past and at the same time haunted by the past as she's able to travel to the 60s where she lives vicariously through the life of singer Sandy. This is London. Someone has died in every room, in every building, on every street corner in this city. So many great roles. Obviously, the way it's paced is so cool. And the transitions between the present and the past, so cool. I wasn't in the 60s, so I can't say, but oh my god, it transported me to the 1960s. And what a phenomenal soundtrack as well. It's one of my favorites. Really good. One of my Spotify raps, I think the uh, number one song of the year was Anya Taylor-Joy's Downtown. The Down Tempo one? The Down Tempo one, yeah. I mean, the Up Tempo is what you're used to, but the Down Tempo is kind of sultry, creepy. Yeah, I really dug that movie. Yeah, no, that was definitely... Actually, that might have been on my uh, 2021 or 2022 list also. I believe it was. All right, so my number nine. This is one of my prediction ones. You know, we talked and you said, well, you know, if the events actually happen, you know, it could be a form of time being warped. I, I don't know how that whole like thing really works. We're going into a time stretch here. Ah, this movie, it blew my mind at the time. I went 2000's Final Destination. The second you mentioned Premonition to me in a text, I knew it was this movie. Okay, well, there was there's a couple. So he kind of travels to, in his mind. He's, He's living there. it. He's there. Right. And then he wakes up, and it hasn't happened yet. Time isn't linear, Jeremy. Although one thing I didn't really, I remember was like halfway through Dead Zone or whatever, it was like, he's like, oh, but you can alter events happening too. It's like, well, if you have the ability to see the future and you get someone to change their mind, yeah, you, you, can, you, can, you can change the future. See, that's like a it. big thing they talk about in time travel theory they say that even if you go to the past you can't change it because it's already happened which i think is weird because if you go to the past i mean you could influence some things but if you change the path of the future that's possible because it hasn't happened yet i think doc brown says it best in back to the future part three you know your destination hasn't been written yet or you know i'm way misquoting i'm paraphrasing if you will Oh, you mean, I got this fax, and it's erased. Yeah, yeah. Your future hasn't been written yet. Yeah, so pick up a pen and write out your dreams. All right, so my number nine, like I just said, after we skewed into another tangent, Final Destination. Also, good soundtrack. Great soundtrack. Devin Sawa plays Alex. They're all getting on a plane, like his class, or they're going to France on a school trip. And then while he's sitting in the plane, has a premonition, and basically the plane, like, fucking explodes. In a horrific, slow way, so multiple people <laughs> die in multiple different ways in different orders. Right, but he remembers the fucking order. Yeah, he's a lucid dreamer. Yeah. So basically, you know, the whole movie is 
basically him trying to cheat death as it slowly takes out his friends, you know, and if it misses you, it's going to come back around, you know, it's going to make the loop. This is very confusing to people that have never seen Final Destination, but to people that have seen it, they're like, yep. Well, I mean, it's pretty straightforward. I mean, there was an order in which all these people died. Yeah. And if, if you cheat death once, okay, but it's going to find its way back around. So basically, if the crazy, elaborate way that death wants to kill you, <laughs> there's a hole in the ceiling of your neighbor upstairs. And it's been <laughs> dripping for weeks. But today, it opens up, and it's of course, it's pouring rain outside. So now it's raining, and their rug gets sopping wet, like soaked up like a sponge. And their cat decides at that exact moment it's the time to rip up the threading. And that threading gets into a light socket, which blows a fuse. So now you have to go in the basement because you're a responsible person and you're going to flip the fuse. But while you're down there, a noose accidentally falls from like the ceiling above you. It's been there for years because the landlord was going to kill himself back in 1999, but he didn't get around to it, but he left the noose up there by accident. But now it's hanging there, and you trip over a brick that Marty, the guy that lives across from you, left there by accident because he does some light mason duty. So you trip, and you land right headfirst into a noose, and you die. But you have scissors in your pocket, so you cut the noose, and that's how you cheated death in a Final Destination movie. And then you run out to run for help, and you get hit by a car. (laughs) That's how it happens. But (laughs) it would depend on how many people are in between you. Because as soon as you cheat death, death is like, oh, my sights are over here now. And of course, you know, I for a while after that, you couldn't hear John Denver without thinking like, oh, shit. Didn't he die in a plane crash? He did. There's a lot of like, I don't want to say that's a fun fact, but. Interesting tidbit. They added. I mean, so they went on and did so many of these. I think I only saw up to three, like the roller coaster one. I've seen every single one, and they're all good in their own different ways. I mean, you have to just be like, it doesn't make any sense, but it doesn't have to. Yeah. I still won't drive behind a log truck. Oh, hell no. What number are we on? Uh, you're on your number nine. All right. This was a fun one. I watched it on Tubi, I believe. 2017 Time Trap. Written by Mark Dennis, directed by Mark Dennis and Ben Foster. Escape to the future. So a professor is obsessed with finding these hippies that have been lost. And he finds like their van. And it seems like it's been there for a long time. And it's right by this opening of a cave. So he enters the cave, goes missing. So some of his students and their friends attempt to find him. They also find the van and his vehicle. And they also enter the cave and go missing. Hmm. They become, as the title suggests, trapped in the cave where it seems that time is experienced at a different rate than on the outside. So they're coming down, like they're kind of, you know, going down a rope, and the rope breaks. One of the girl, like, busts her leg, and it seems like the rope has, like, decayed, but it's, like, fresh rope. They're like, what's going on? Like, so many weird things are happening all at once. There's a lot of paranoia, and they 
not to spoil too much because I, I feel like this happens earlier in the movie, but they look up out of the mouth of the cave and you can see the sun setting in, in rising. Night, day, night, day, night, day. Very quickly. And they find out that time has slowed to like almost a pause in the cave. But outside the cave, it's time flies like they're having fun. That's all I got. Oh, okay. <laughs> it was a, it was a cool movie. I mean, there's not really much to it. They're in a cave. It's kind of low budget, but it's a really fun movie, and it's scary. What if you went into a coma and then woke up, and it's just like mad years later, and time has just flown by, but for you, it's just a blink of an eye. Yeah, I saw that on a couple lists. It wasn't one that I got to, which I was kind of bummed about. Definitely worth it. Okay. So my number eight is also a uh, a 2B a 2B special. You know what I like about which, the number 8, Jeremy? It's an infinity good. symbol. Ah, which is funny. Why is infinity funny? It could be terrifying. Well, for these people it kind of was. <laughs> um, <laughs> I found this on 2B and I'm finding 2B is just becoming more and more awesome. I love 2B. There's a lot of shit, but there's a lot of gold. Yeah, this one's from 2012. It is called Mine Games. M-I-N-E. Mine. Directed by Richard Gray. I didn't recognize any of the actors in the movie. I got a lot of those, too. Yeah. So basically, I mean, it's a group of friends that are meeting at one of their mutual friends' house, like in the woods. And it's like three couples. They all get there. And then one of their goofy friends, like, oh, there's like a mine. Oh, okay, let's go check this creepy abandoned mine out that says don't go in the mine they go in they see a writing on the wall it says break the cycle so they're like all right we're all set one of the idiots leaves their wallets and so they're like hey let's go let's go back i gotta get my shit so they go back and they happen to discover their own dead bodies that could be unsettling it was unsettling because they went huh we're here but we're there. And so it turns into this whole thing. They go back to the house and like, hey, we found us. Well, dead. Okay, what did you guys go out and smoke? Because yeah. you didn't share with the rest of the class, and that ain't cool. Correct. You know, and one of the girlfriends that is with them, Rose, is like a psychic. And Mike, who's kind of like the main male lead, has had some sort of like mental issues. He's supposed to be on his meds. Try not to give like too much away. But essentially... Mm -hmm. Multiple versions of themselves pop up in the movie, and so they have to break the cycle. That's cool. So the way like the movie kind of wraps around, like at the end, like I said, I don't want to really give it away, but it's really cool. It's fun. It's not a well-known movie, I don't think, anyway. When you said Infinity, I'm like, ooh, perfect timing for a time loop. Yeah, no, that's cool. I did not get to that one. It was on my to-watch list. It's definitely good. So number eight, Los Corono Crimenes, from 2007, written and directed by Nacho Vigalando. Time Crimes. It's cool because both titles sound cool. English sounds cool because it rhymes. Los Corono Crimenes. This is an interesting story of a guy who moves into a new house with his wife. While relaxing in his backyard, you know, he's like on his lawn chair, chilling. He's got his binoculars. He's got his drink. He's just chilling. And off in the woods, there's some, like, woods way back, he sees a woman undressing. And he decides to take a closer look. 
Well, when he does, he's attacked by a fucking crazy guy whose face is wrapped up in pink bandages. This guy looks like he's out of a slasher movie. So a chase ensues, obviously. He runs to a nearby laboratory where he hides in a time machine. That is cool. I mean, you just accidentally find yourself in a time machine, and he's accidentally sent back in time, but only a few hours. So basically, he's sent back in time to the very beginning of the movie, which happens like 10 minutes before he sees the naked chick. Now, he must avoid his other self, you know, the guy that's about to look in the binoculars to see the naked chick, and he's going to stop this crazed killer and save his wife. And it's really cool how there's multiples of him running around with completely different motives. It, it's trippy, and it's cool. Check it out. Time Crimes. Los Crono Crimenes. All right. My number seven. Uh, this has been on a couple of my lists before. I'm getting my other Time Loop movie out of the way. But it's too much fun not to leave on this list. This one is The Final Girls. Ah, okay. I mean, I've talked about it before, so I won't go too, too, too crazy into it. I mean, the cast in this movie is stacked. It's um, great cast. Like, this movie's wicked fun. It is so fun. I mean, anything that Adam Devine shows up in is just absolutely hilarious. Hell yeah. Thaisa Formiga, Malin Ackerman, Adam Devine, Alexander Ludwig, Thomas Middleditch. Maybe from Arrested Development. Basically, Thaisa Farmiga. She loses her mother. Her name's Max, actually. Loses her mother. And then, while attending a, a tribute screening to one of her mother's most famous movies, they are accidentally sucked into the movie. Yeah, there's like a theater <laughs> fire, so they run towards yeah. the screen and like, well, we can escape here for some strange reason. So they are sucked into Camp Bloodbath. Okay, so the only reason I didn't put this on my list was because their time loop happens within a fictional universe. So it's like I, I guess a so. weird fictional time. Yeah. I love this movie so much. And the mother-daughter like whole thing is very yeah. sad. And I'm not going to lie, I might have accidentally dropped a tear, but... It's not her mom. It's her mom's character. And that makes it weird. But in her mind, it, I mean, it's obviously, clearly, it's her mom. Well, yeah, it's her mom. She sees her mom, but her mom is not her mom. Her mom is acting like the character in the movie. Yeah. Like, the character in the movie doesn't have kids. But, I mean, there's still there's still a bonding there. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and yeah, they that. become good friends, which is cool. But it's fucking hilarious. No, it's a great movie. Don't get me wrong. I just think you're wrong for putting it on your list. Fine. It was on my list. It was one of the first movies I thought of. But then I was like, oh, wait, no. All right, fine. But whatever. But I, I love when they, find, when they go through the first, like, loop. And then, like, the credits, like, start fucking rolling. Yeah. Uh, all right, whatever. But it's on my list. It's my number seven. I don't really give a shit. I don't know what that is. Workaholics? You never seen Workaholics, bro? Yeah. Oh my god, that's like one of the best shows. That was me and Norm's life for the first couple seasons before it got crazy. That was our apartment. All right, so you're number seven. Yeah. Okay. 
getting carried away here. Hunter. That was another one I wanted to get to that I didn't. Really cool movie that was under my radar for 11 years. 2013. Written by Brian King. Directed by Vincenzo Natali. We've got Abigail Breslin, who a lot of people may know from Zombieland. Peter Outerbridge. Been in a mad shit. Michelle Nolden. She was the Krampus family mom from A Christmas Horror Story that we just mm-hmm. did. Stephen McHattie, who is not Lance Hendrickson. <laughs> when I first, the dude walked in, it's mad smoky. I was like, oh, it's Lance. No, it's not Lance. So it's the day before Lisa's 16th birthday. Happy birthday, Lisa. Lisa, it's your birthday. Pretty cool, except for the fact that it's been the day before Lisa's 16th birthday many, many, many times. She's starting to get sick of it, and subtle things begin to change. Then, not so subtle things. What's happening? History doesn't repeat itself. It rhymes. Love that line. That line is so cool, and when it's said, it's a little bit unnerving. But for an almost 16-year-old girl, I gotta say, she's got pretty good taste in music. She's got David Bowie poster at The Cure. She's wearing a Susie and the Banshees t-shirt. This is like a time loop movie of sorts, but it plays with the past and the present very well and very cool. This is a good under-the-radar movie. Check it out. Sweet. Hell yeah. Alright, so to round out my bottom five. We need to come up with a better word, like, our bottom five. (laughs) This is the five that likes to take it hard. This is the crappy part of our top ten. Alright, by my number six. This one is, I mean, it's it's actually a mini-series. I went with, I thought this was so much more long ago, but apparently it wasn't. This was 1995. I went with the Langoliers because basically they're stuck in time. Trapped in one moment in time. So time is altered. So I felt that this counted. I would definitely, at first, when you said it, I was like, fuck you. But then (laughs) when you, yeah, they are trapped in like the end of time almost because time's Uh, catching up to them. Yeah, so directed by Tom Holland. Not that one. Not Spider-Man. Okay. Oh, can I just give one gripe about Spider-Man? I don't know if I brought this up on the podcast. You hate superheroes anyway. I like Spider-Man. I loved them when I was a kid. But so my boy wants to watch some Spider-Man shit. So we put it on the new one. Is that the Tom Holland ones? Yeah, so there's there's three of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is like Homecoming. Yeah, so Homecoming. Because it's Homecoming, Far Away Home, and then like... Don't come home, right? <laughs> so we're watching Homecoming, and right away, he's already Spider-Man. There's a, a bunch of shit that has already happened. So my boy's like, what's going on? And I'm like, I don't know. He's bitten by a spider, and he, then he's got powers. There's a lot of stuff that's already happened. And apparently, if you want to watch Spider-Man from his origin... In this new series, you have to watch Captain America Part 2. So that means you already have to watch Captain America Part 1. I'm so (laughs) fucking mad at this point. You need need to watch like 30 movies. I should have just shown him the Tobey Maguire one. I was about to say, just just go with Tobey Maguire. I thought he'd like the newer ones, you know? he's a And and they're good. They're good movies. I like them a lot, but it was just like, there's so much Tony Stark. 
There's just a lot happening. And he's not just your neighborhood Spider-Man. He's not the Spider-Man I know, you know? And I have a hard time with Marissa Tomei being the aunt. I feel like she shouldn't be that old. Uh, She's not that old. I love Marissa Tomei. I know she's not. I I do too. So let's go back to the Langoliers anyway. From 1995, directed by Tom Holland. Uh, So basically there's a red-eye flight that's going from Boston to L.A. Going, going back. Back to Cali, Cali. So these 10 people wake up to basically nothing. It just goes to show, if you're taking a red eye, please go to sleep. Uh, so basically the passengers, the crew, like everybody's vanished. When the plane they're like diverted to, to Bangor and when they land, like it's like the world is abandoned. It's essentially it's like what happens. Thank God the pilot fell asleep on the plane. <laughs> <laughs> believe this was... Based off um, a story from Fourth Past Midnight. It was a uh, short story from Stephen King, yes. What the theory was that came up was that they went through an Aurora Borealis and they went into a time rift. Yeah, you find a lot of Aurora Borealis out of (laughs) New England, (laughs) Logan Airport. And and so basically they they were sent like a few minutes into the past. Yeah, basically, you know, they're... They're trying to catch up. The present time is, like, actually inside the plane. Yeah. Then we get, like, CGI crazy Pac-Man creatures that eat everything, including time. And Balky from Perfect Strangers. And Balky. That's right. Lord Balky. Balky was in this. Dean Stockwell from Quantum Leap. Yeah. Yeah. Stephen King obviously makes his his appearance. Uh, What was the other guy's uh, name that's been in a bunch of stuff? The pilot you're talking about? Yeah, the, that's the pilot I'm talking about. It's uh, David Morse. He's he's really good. Yeah, 1995. Yeah. I remember when that came out. How many episodes were there? There weren't many. I think uh, it was like a two-parter or something. Two episodes, yep. Cool. Yeah, that was kind of like uh, the heyday of like little cool miniseries on TV. So somebody yelled out like at work the other day. They're like, oh, great. You fucking snow. It's going to be like Storm of the Century. And I'm like, it's not Storm of the Century unless the devil shows up and steals your children. Come on. And of course, there was crickets like in the office, except for the warehouse managers. <laughs> he just goes, ah. Ha. Yeah, I didn't get it either. It's a, it was a good series. It is supposed to snow. Did you get your shovel? Because apparently shovels are going, like, crazy right now. I mean, I have a shovel. Exactly. Like, New England. Why do you We're not in already Massachusetts. own we have a shovel? Why are shovel sales booming right now? There was a news report. The hardware guy's like, I made sure I stocked up on shovels because everyone needs to shovel. Did they all of a sudden lose their shovels? I don't know. Into this 2015, written by Jason Pagan. Andrew Duchman, and directed by Dean Israelite. We've got Project Almanac. Technically not listed as a horror, but I don't care because some scary shit happens. Today is better the second time around. David Raskin is planning on attending MIT and is too shy to talk to the girl he's been crushing on. You know, it's a typical high school story until this dude stumbles on a video from his seventh birthday. So his buddies, they all, like, record everything, and they're really, like, nerdy, and it's kind of a found footage type of thing. But it's you don't even think about it, which is awesome. So you just kind of forget about it. It's just like, oh, the camera's shaky. So they're watching the video of his seventh birthday, and he's on it. 
I'd say that's not weird, but yeah, his seven-year-old self is on it, but also him from now. So he and his nerdy friends, they search his dad. His dad's gone. His dad's old workshop, and they find a hidden compartment which has plans for a temporal relocation prototype. Obviously, it works. They've seen his now self in the seven-year-old him's video, so they build it, and then they test it out. And it works. They go back just a little bit. But then they go back a little more. And they go back a little more. And they start playing with it. They're starting to have real fun. You know, a few changes couldn't hurt, right? Oh, no. They do. They hurt bad. And some bad shit starts happening. And then he realizes that building the machine was a mistake. So he wants to go back and stop that. And every time they go back, it gets worse. It's only PG-13. I mean, there's not a lot of gore. It's awesome, though. It's just a psychological thriller, I would say. You know, you're wielding this power, but you don't know how powerful you are until you fucked some shit up. You know? That's cool. Yeah. That's it. Well, that was our bottom five. No, we need a new thing, man. Okay. Well, that was that was our 10 through 6. <laughs> that was number 10 through 6. Check us out next week Oh. K triple X, fans of the dead. No, it, it, we'll just say it's the first five. Okay, part one of our top ten countdown. Okay, How about that? yeah, there you go. Fine. I mean, if you want to come up with a better thing to call it, fans of the dead podcast at gmail.com. Uh, we're looking for tangent ideas. We don't even know what movie we're watching this month. We know who our babe is. I mean, we have priorities. Fans of the Dead One, follow us there on Twitter X or X Twitter. It, it, you, you know what I'm saying. There's no joke there. It's not even funny. YouTube, I don't know. Everywhere, TikTok, TikTok. Fans of the Dead Pod, Instagram. Fans of the Dead Podcast, Facebook. Fans of the Dead. Uh, we're on the Prescribed Films Podcast Network and um, fansofthedead.com. Get yourself a T-shirt. You want a hat? We'll get you a hat. Get you a hoodie. Whatever merch you want, we'll figure out how to get it to you. Whatever pops your toast. Yes. Cool. See you next week. Have fun. Be safe. Peace. You're listening to the Prescribed Films Podcast Network, home to hundreds of hours of free podcast entertainment. The shows on this network all have a common goal providing you with the best discussions about movies and other forms of entertainment media. The PFPN hopes to fill your ear holes with audio joy. Visit our website with links to all the other amazing shows at www.thepfpn.com. Thanks for listening. Welcome to Fans of the Dead. I am Mike. What? Oh boy.